The barrel process was a very difficult process to perfect, and we're still perfecting it now, actually. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me every Tuesday and Friday when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice on making in the UK. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Make It British podcast. Today, I've got something a little bit special for you as I have been out on my travels again. And this time it was to visit a gun maker um, who are based in in Northampton and they are called Longthorn Guns. Now, England used to be one of the biggest manufacturers of shotguns in the world. But sadly, like a lot of our manufacturing, the industry has declined and the amount of gun makers here is very few. Now, Longthorn is actually a relatively new company. It was set up in only 2006 and they are the only shotgun maker in the UK that make everything in-house, creating bespoke guns for customers all over the world. Now, the business was originally founded by James Longthorn Stewart. That's where the name Longthorn comes from and his wife, Elaine. So they first had the idea for the business in 2006 when James, who was already a highly skilled engineer and had his own engineering business, making what um, he says was widgets. So he started designing his own guns. Now, he'd done some shooting himself and he'd come from a farming background. So he knew what went into making guns. And he started with producing, um, well, with the idea of producing an innovative shotgun that would be made in a very special way. Now, the business originally began in James and Elaine's small workshop at the back of their house in Lancashire. But as the business grew, they wanted to be based somewhere more central. And that's when they moved to Northampton. And that was so they could have their customers from all over the world fly into their factory and having it somewhere more centrally located like Northampton was what worked best. Now, from the outside of this factory, you would never guess that inside the building there is millions of pounds worth of high-tech engineering equipment. In fact, you wouldn't even guess. But don't worry, there is no ammunition kept on the premises and all of the finished guns are locked up very safe and sound in a massively secure safe. Now, it took James quite a few years to perfect his Longthorn gun, which is very unique in that the barrel is made from a single piece of steel. The company holds a patent for this technology and they claim that it makes it the most accurate shotgun in the world. Hence the fact that all of their customers love it and they will fly in from all over the world to have their gun made. What I really loved about Longthorn, and I hope you get that this becomes apparent as you listen to this interview and this little factory visit that I did with Elaine, because Elaine takes me on a tour around their manufacturing facility, is that it brings together the most high-tech of machinery, 
which, I mean, some of their machines have got robots included on them. They're massive, great machines, extremely high tech. But at the same time, they've got some really traditional craftsmanship, like the carving of the walnut that makes up the handle of the gun and also engraving of the metalwork that goes on the gun as well. So every one of their customers has the opportunity to go to the Longthorn factory and actually be involved in the process of having their gun made. So they'll do a special fitting for them to make sure that the way they hold their gun, that the gun is made as comfortable as possible. And they're completely involved in this process. It's very much akin to how a bespoke suit might be made if you go to Savile Row. So I thought that was a really interesting part and certainly something their customers seem to cherish and why they have so many visitors at their factory. The Longthorn gun does really need to be seen to be believed to be how beautiful a product and piece of craftsmanship these guns really are. They're true works of art. In fact, the handles on them are very bespoke. The carving and the engraving can be very personal to each customer. They can have whatever they want engraved onto the handle of their own gun. So what I'll do, I will put some pictures of their guns in the show notes for this podcast so that you can see them. And you'll find that at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 092. And if you are in, in thinking of investing in your own Longthorn gun, and they start around £15,000 each and go up depending on how, what sort of specification you would like, you can find Longthorn at longthornguns.com. And that's Longthorn with an E. So let's go on a little tour with Elaine Stewart of Longthorn Guns around their factory in Northampton. Yeah, so this, is, this is where we um, assemble everything. Yeah, this is perfect. Oh, it's a bit untidy, but we can't see. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think she's quite good in the background. <laughs> You're very chatty, aren't you? What's her name? Prada. Prada. Brilliant. <laughs> Of the noisy oh, fantastic. Right, Elaine, do you want to start by telling me um, who you are and where I am today? Well, my name is Elaine Stewart. I'm marketing director of Longthorn Shotguns, Longthorn Makers Limited, and uh, we're at, the, at our factory in Northampton. And you are the only gun maker in Northampton or the only gun maker we are, in this we're, area? We're only gun, the only gun maker in Northampton. We're also the only gun maker that makes absolutely everything in-house in the UK. So how did you get into making guns in the first place? Because it's quite an interesting story, isn't it? Uh, well, we, we had an engineering company for about 30 years and um, we just reached the stage where we wanted a bit more of a challenge and we were always making um, a widget for somebody else's product and we wanted to, you never see the end result, you never see where it's going. It can actually get a little bit boring and we wanted something, um, my husband wanted something a bit more challenging and something that he could put his heart into it and more, more design element and... Um, he came with shotguns. <laughs> so do you and your husband shoot yourself? Is that how you got into into it because you were into shooting? Um, well, I didn't. Uh, my husband um, was shot, yes. He was really yeah. on a farm, so he was always around guns and shooting circles. Um, unfortunately, it's quite ironic because now that he's involved in making guns, he doesn't, he doesn't get much time to shoot. So it's, uh, yeah. So do you want to describe, because we're on audio... Do you want to describe your beautiful guns and what they look like? Because they're not just your average gun, are they? 
They're not really, no, they're, they're shotguns. We, we make a true side lock shotgun. Um, we get our wood, uh, we have beautiful wooden stocks, so the most of the wood we use is burl walnut, and that comes from Turkey, where most, most walnut for shotguns comes from. Um, and they have a wooden uh, four-end piece which matches the stock. Uh, the barrels um, that we make are very unique uh, because they are made out of one solid block of steel. Most gun makers making shotguns will make their barrels out of two tubes soldered together. Um, so ours are actually machined out of one piece, which makes them very strong, very light. Um, we do everything in-house, so we uh, not only do we manufacture, we black them all, and we do all the hand finishing here as well. Wow, so I'm going to see all that in a minute. Yes. Brilliant. So who would be the end user for one of your guns? Um, we have people from all walks of life, really, from um, gentlemen or ladies who work very hard, got some uh, disposable income, would like, something, like to treat themselves to something nice. Um, and we've also got um, quite a few high-profile people with our guns. So we never really know where they're coming from, but they have lots of different businesses and lots of different uh, background, backgrounds. So any of the royal family, maybe? Not the British royal family, no. Ah, <laughs> It's a secret. Yes. <laughs> so where, where are we now? Do you want to describe the room that we're in at the moment? Or are we starting at the wrong place? We need to start at that end. We do, no, don't we? No, not at all. Right, OK. Can, so is, do you want um, to describe the room we're in at the moment? Sure. This is where our clients would come to choose their wood. So once we've um, agreed on the specification for their gun, if they want to, they can come and choose their wood. So we've probably got wow. around about 600 pieces of Turkish walnut in here. Um, the larger pieces are for the stock and the shorter pieces are for the four-end wood. Um, the four-end wood we normally match up to the stock piece that they choose. So as someone who doesn't know about guns, describe what's the bit that's the stock and what's the four-end? The stock is the piece at the end of the gun that you hold. Right. And the four-end is the piece of wood on the barrel that you put your hand on, either your right hand or your left hand, depending on whether you're right or left-handed and it stops your hand from getting hot. It also allows you to grip the, the barrels and support it. Wow, so you could, they could literally come in here and choose whichever grain of wood that they like for their gun? Absolutely, yes. It's yeah. incredible. And we also, um, this is also where we assemble the guns and we do all the hand finishing as well, or a lot of the hand finishing. Um, so we keep all our parts in here and um, we do, we, we generally try to keep it clean. It's not very clean at the moment, but we generally try to keep it clean and uh, this is where they're assembled. And do you need any sort of special licence? Because no one could just uh, set up a factory making guns. Uh, no, you need uh, what's called an RFD, which is a registered firearms dealer's licence. And you have to have the right security, the right background, and obviously the police come and do checks on you. And um, there has to be a need as well, really, for what you're doing. Mm. Brilliant. Right, OK. Looking at this, you don't realise quite how much of a gun is actually wood with a gun like this. So, uh, Yeah, the, there is a, a fair bit of wood in it, and the wood's actually really expensive, and it's it's quite difficult to get hold of. Um, you really have to be very careful. It's, it, it's not, not only has to look lovely, it's got to have the right strength, the grain's got to be in the right direction, so you really do have to check every single piece of it. And this is at the stage, so actually we'll come on to the bit, won't we, where we start polishing it up. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that bit. Right, OK, so this is the room where you store all the wood. What's next? What's next, right. So this is um, our five-axis machine. And um, this is where we'd um, machine uh, a raw build of steel. We make lots of, lots of parts in here, but um, the, one of the main ones would be an action, which is that sort of thing there. Um, so we basically machine it down from a solid block, which I will show you. That's a solid block of steel. Yes. So I'll show you, uh, actually, that one there. 
someone had a shot at that piece of glass? Um, Mark came out of the, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I think it was a tool that came out that yeah. was um, really expensive to replace. Yeah. So these machines are absolutely fantastic, but when they go wrong... I mean, you can't, I mean, I need to describe this because it's audio. The size of that machine is huge. I mean, you've yeah. invested in a lot of... Here. Yes, yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. it's really heavy. It's actually uh, what's called a cell, so we've got the, the five axis, and then in the middle we've got a robot, and at the end we've got um, a spark erosion machine. So, um, because certain parts of the action need to be spark eroded, so it swaps it from the five axis to the spark erosion machine. So, can I see the robot in action? Yeah, um, I'm not too sure. <laughs> or is, is the robot not working today? So, th sorry, these are all the tools here. The robot lives in there and yeah. swaps the tools and swaps the jobs. And so it takes the parts from this part here over to that it side does, there. Yes, it does, Because there's actually very few people. How many people have you got working for you in here? Um, about 13 of us all together. Right. Um, but at the moment, we've got holidays and yeah. things on the course. So, um, but it's not that labour-intensive. To make guns not more machinery-based. Not actually making the metal parts, no, but the yeah. finishing it's, is very yeah. labour-intensive, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people underestimate how much hand-finishing there is. Right. All these parts here have to be hand-finished. And, and polished. polished. Yeah. And that's what takes the time. And, yeah. and where does someone train or learn to do something like that? Do they have to learn here at the factory? They do learn here at the factory. Generally, it's in-house. Um, put our apprentices through um, engineering qualifications as well. It all depends where their aptitudes lie. So if they want to do that, they can do. Yeah. But Owen, for example, has got a real skill when it comes to mechanics. He doesn't like the engineering side of things. Um, he prefers to be more hands-on and assembling and servicing. And yeah. Thing. So we try to put them where they want to be and what, with what they're good at. Right. Um, which is the best way, really, because if they like something, they'll, um, they'll do it yeah. well. Um, but it's actually, I mean, there aren't any gun-making schools oh, as such in England. Um, we do have one fellow that we brought in for, recently from uh, an overseas school. He approached us, he's been asking us for several years if he could join us. Yeah. And we took him on about three months ago, I think it was. So how many gun-makers are there in the UK? Um, the, it's a very strange term, really, gun-making. I mean... There are several brands yeah. um, who we don't know exactly if they if they make them. I mean, people call themselves gunsmiths. They don't necessarily make guns, but there are some brands. Uh, I mean, we've got a couple in London. Um, it's very difficult to tell really how mm. many there are all together. But you're generally 100% made in Britain here, aren't you? 100%, yeah, absolutely. 100% yeah. made here, so... Um, we've got no qualms at all. People yeah. seeing what we're, what we're doing. And actually, you said that you do tours for your customers. That's brilliant. We so, do, we yeah. do, and we do them for, for shooting-related groups. Uh, we do it for charity auctions. Uh, we offer uh, workshop tours as, as a prize for charity auctions. And um, yeah, it's nice to get people in because it's good PR for us. And also, it lets people see that we actually do make things yeah. ourselves, and yeah. it proves it to people really. Yeah. And we're more than happy to do that. Brilliant. So, yeah, what's this here? This is a set of barrels, and Clayton, who usually does our hand finishing, uh, isn't here at the moment for some course. Uh, but yes, so he's either put the barrels in there, the action 
the um, metal work for the trigger guards. Yeah. And it's all, it's literally all polished by hand. Amazing. So that's all cast from one piece of steel, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll show you that does, in a Does it weigh a lot? It doesn't, and that's one of the benefits of our barrels. Although they are manufactured out of a solid block of steel, the end result is extremely light and right. extremely strong because we use a very high specification steel, which is a lot stronger than the conventional steels used for barrels. And also because of where we take the material off um, and the structure of the barrels, we can make them very strong but very light. Will I be able to pick one up at the end? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so this here is where we would normally do, and um, um, my husband would do this. Um, so we do the, the gun fitting for the customer. So when they, when they come in to get a gun from us, um, once the stock's headed up to go into an action, we have them in for a gun fit. Um, so um, basically we check the way they're mounting their gun yeah. and ensure that providing they mount the gun consistently each time, the gun looks in the same place each time yeah. and it fits them properly. So, oh, wow. so you have it custom made to you, whether you're left-handed, right-handed, and how exactly, you hold it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and also, I mean, if they've got big hands, they want slightly more palm swell. Yeah. Um, some very tall gentlemen need a very long stop. Yeah. So there's lots of things we take into account when we're doing the gun fit. But it'll usually start off, um, well, I'll show you that up by the machine in a minute. It'll usually start off as a semi-machine piece of wood, but all the hand shaping, all the end shaping is it's all done by hand. Yes, it has to be because everybody's so individual. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are just some that are... So the ornate metal work that's on there, did you say your daughter does the design My for all those? My daughter does the design work, yes. Um, we use a, a mixture of mechanical methods depending on the actual design yeah. for the gun, so it's done slightly differently. Um, but any design um, she creates, and then if, if a customer wants something special, she'll create that as well. So um, if he wants his dog underneath, we can, we can draw oh, that. Oh, wow. And, so we, we recently had a customer who wanted um, his tractor on one side and his truck on the other, which which is probably one of the more unusual things that we do, but it's possible. And yeah. It's possible, so. And um, how is that done? Is that etched out of the metal? Um, no, we, do, we use different types of... Um, different methods of doing it yeah so we've got we use mechanical methods on the machine so we um, use cutters and things we've also got laser which is a oh yeah, right, so okay whatever it needs really um but it, it is all hand finished yeah. all the, we also do quite a little golden lane which is all done by hand as well so what's the most expensive because i'm guessing these are no cheap purchase what's um, the most expensive gun you've ever made and who was it for um I think the most expensive one we've done to date is one that went to Canada, um, which was around 60,000, excluding that. Um, but we're doing one, I'll do a pair at the moment uh, of special guns, which uh, it'll exceed that. So, wow. um, yeah, it'll be really nice. So I was looking forward to having those finished. And they going, do you, do you export the majority of the guns that you make? I wouldn't say we export the majority of them, but it's certainly creeping up. The export sales are certainly creeping up. So we've got uh, countries like Australia, America, Canada, um, several countries in Europe, um, all sorts of places really, quite, quite a lot of countries. Mm. So it's definitely, our name is getting out there yeah. overseas, yeah, which is great. I shall take you and show you the... Uh, but the very hand, the very ornate metalwork, is that your kind of signature 
look at long form. Well, all, all gun manufacturers have um, right. engraving. I mean, that's what people expect to see on the gun. Um, our, our designs, I guess, are unique to us. Um, the Deluxe is a fairly um, typical, that was the second, the second uh, design we came up with. Um, so it is quite, um, quite fond of the deluxe design mm. and it has um, been extremely popular. Mm. Um, but we've done a lot more Nate designs since, which I'll show you in a little while. Right, okay. Um, I suppose the deluxe design is more of a signature design. Yeah. Um, but as I said, we can personalise that as well and put all sorts of things in with the engraving. Yeah. For example, um, Chloe did for one of our customers, um, she put daffodils on the side because he wanted it more of an Irish theme, so had daffodils entwined with the, with the scroll work yeah. and um, had it a little bit more Welsh. Well, so, yeah. yeah, brilliant. But, but these here are, that, that would be a typical stop after it's been headed up um, to go onto an action so that it can be hand-shaped after that. Right. So it's quite still quite rough. The grain on the walnut is incredible, isn't it? it and you is can see they're all different on each of them. Piece, yeah. Um, it's not always the strongest when you have burr walnut. We, we do explain right. that to customers because um, the more shapes and figure and, and holes, basically uh, the best walnut comes from the roots. So it has got lots of holes and pits and things. Yeah. It's not as strong as a piece that would come higher up the tree, which is more straight grained. Yeah. yeah. So, but it does look beautiful when it's finished. I'll show you some guns in a minute as well, finished. And what I also do is put some pictures of your guns in the show notes for the podcast so oh, everyone can, can see them. Fabulous. But the steel that you showed me when it first started out on the barrel was shiny silver. Yes. But on the finished guns, it's got this kind of gunmetal look. How, yes. how does that happen? That happens, we, we actually black it. So we have um, some blackening tanks. It's a hot process, um, which I can show you if you want to see it. Definitely. Um, <laughs> So when you um, do a bespoke design for a customer, do you send them loads of drawings and it goes backwards and forwards until they've got it exactly how they want it? Um, with the design, we generally get it approved, yes. Yeah. Um, some people, everybody's different. Some people are really quick to say, yeah, that's great, I love it, mm. that's just do it. Um, and other people are more specific about what they want, um, which obviously they're perfectly entitled to yeah. them, um, if they're paying a lot of money for And something. they're putting their dog on it and it doesn't quite look like their dog. <laughs> yeah, it's got to look exactly yeah, like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Must be yeah. more tricky. Yeah, it does get a bit more tricky. What I love about the Longthorn gun business is that although each gun is made with some pretty high-tech machinery, each individual piece is completely bespoke. It's obvious from meeting Elaine and her husband James that they love what they do and their passion for their product is reflected in every single piece that they make. It's also very much a family business with their daughter Chloe doing all of the designs for the guns. Now, although James remained off mic during this interview, he is very much hands-on in the factory, involved in every gun that they make. He also gave me a chance to hold one of the guns, which was pretty petrifying, if I have to say, but it wasn't loaded and from, from doing that, you can really feel the level of craftsmanship that goes into each one. It's also quite tricky to hold if you've never held a gun before. I urge you to try. It was um, it was quite a special moment indeed. So back to the interview with Elaine. I've just asked your husband if he loves what he does. Because you see, you know, it's, a, it's an incredible business. It's the sort of thing, 
you think, um, you know, you have to have great joy in making something like this, don't you? It's very what, specialist. What <laughs> Every day, but I think he was being sarcastic. Uh, he must <laughs> and also, it. you work as a husband and wife team as well, and your daughter in the business. Yes, yeah. It's not always the easiest thing in the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I mean, family businesses are nice, but like any businesses, you know, they're difficult. You have yeah. to work around what you do and avoid each other sometimes. So who does all the customer facing stuff when people come in to get fitted out for their guns? My husband does all the, all the gun fit so yep. if I'm here I'll look after them initially and then um, he'll do the gun fit um, or we have ourselves and Andrew Alex as well who looks after them as well mm. sometimes while they're here. It all, all depends. Um, so having a gun made for yourself is very much like having a custom suit made. It's a very personal thing uh, I don't think everybody realises what having a bespoke gun is yeah. all about. No, I didn't realise until I came here. Because you do get to choose every element yeah. of it, your barrel length, your four-inch wood shape, everything really. And it is just like having a suit made. Mm. So it's, 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 it's more to it than it's the eye. Yeah. I don't it's better I'll, than making widgets, isn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> So, um, ah, so we've kind of gone round the other way, haven't we? Because yeah, we've seen we the finished it's, gun, it's, uh, yeah. but this is one of the unpolished... Yeah, that's, that's what... What do you call that bit? Um, it's, it's a barrel. The barrel, the barrel of course barrel, I should know that. It's, um, yeah, just about to be polished, so it's, it's still looking very matte at the moment. So it's had some polishing, but we like it to be a lot shinier than that. So yeah, it takes quite a few. We have to basically uh, use different grits um, and... Uh, Fine of the grip gives a better, better polish. So explain what these numbers are that are on the end of the barrel here. Um, they're proof marks. Um, any guns that are offered for sale within the UK have to have proof marks. They often either go to the London or Birmingham proof house and they fire a cartridge through over and above the maximum commercial load to test the integrity of the barrels. Um, oh. And ours go through um, superior steel proof, which is the highest level of proof. Um, so they, I think they have two or three cartridges put through each barrel hole. So that's so it doesn't ex- to test. It's not going to explode in your face when yeah, you. <laughs> it tests it to the extreme, basically. Yeah. Um, it's like crash testing the car, if you like. Um, and uh, yeah, it just uh, gives us confidence that mm. um, it's, it's like an insurance policy. So anyone that buys a gun from you, they have to have a license as well to own that gun. They do, they? absolutely. Yes, you can't uh, own a gun without having yeah. a license. Yeah. So to get a license, um, you have to apply to your local firearms department and they'll come out and um, check that you have a safe, suitable for putting um, a gun in and also make sure, do, you, do the relevant background and medical checks as well yeah. to make sure you're um, uh, uh, the right sort of person to own the gun. Which maybe I'm not. <laughs> so it's quite an interesting thing in dinner parties when you and your husband go out dinner parties and people say, "What do you do for a living?" And it's not just like we're we're lawyers or we work in a bank. We make guns. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's always a conversation starter. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> raised eyebrows and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting industry. Very interesting. Yeah. But, um, we we enjoy it. it. It's like any industry. You know, you have your your negative sides. But generally, we meet some very nice people mm. and we enjoy what we do. Yeah, you must meet some real characters. We do, we do. And everybody's so different, different professions, different backgrounds. Um, but it's funny, uh, you know, when you're talking to them a bit when you're doing a gun fit and everybody's the same, really. Mm. It's nice. It's and do they appreciate the fact that your guns are all made 100% in the UK? 
I certainly think they, they yeah, I would say so, definitely. It's it's a big thing. I mean, England used to be the, one of the biggest manufacturers of shotguns in the world, and over the past 100 or so years, really, it's depleted, and it's been taken over by European companies. And um, I think people do appreciate the fact that we are actually trying to get English manufacturing of shotguns back on track again. And what are your plans for the future here at Longform Guns? More models, more machines, more people, um, more investment. And, um, yeah, I think that one of the main things is the ideas that we've got. Um, my husband James has got in his head and he wants to make different things and uh, he, loves, he loves that side of it. So I think that's the future, really, making different models. And But always guns. You won't venture out into any other sorts of engineering products. Gun-related things. Yeah. Um, we still do a little bit of engineering work, precision engineering work for people, but um, for our own products, we, we want to manufacture gun-related products. So anything gun-related, watch this space. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Elaine. You've been an absolute star. What a great tour. Thank you so much for, for speaking to me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.